The following podcast contains spoilers for Monster's Ball. You have been warned. Get off my property. Go on, get. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenn Button, along with your host, Miguel. Get off my property, Magoose. Get off my property. How you doing, man? He's just a boy. He don't deserve that. He don't deserve <laughs> That's it. a different Billy Bob Thornton movie, but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Listen, I'm feeling good. I'm desiring some ice cream. We'll talk about that for later. <laughs> but, man, it's uh, a Sunday, and it feels good. Tis a Sunday. We watched a bleak, bleak movie, but we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, Glenn, what movies have you watched this week that are noteworthy? Uh, the bleak, bleak movie. That's uh, is that I've, it? Yeah, sadly, I've been uh, pretty pretty much working pretty hard this last week, so yeah. I haven't been able to get around to seeing any movies besides the one we saw, and uh, obviously the trailers that we also saw. Get ready for those guys, unless yeah. they're already up. Get get, get to watching. Yeah. Um, but no, what uh, what have you been watching? Uh, so I watched a total of three movies. Uh, kind of a light week for my standards, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one I watched was Beast, which is a movie with uh, Jesse Buckley. And Johnny Flynn, um, it's essentially this movie about this, like, troubled girl. You can tell she has, like, or woman, rather. She has, like, depression and uh, kind of reckless tendencies and everything. And she meets this man who kind of saves her from, like, a uh, sexual assault kind of thing. Or uh, attempted sexual assault. She, like, it's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it. But, um, and... uh, yeah, they, they kind of build this relationship, but there is a serial killer on the loose, and some people suspect that it's this guy. Oh. And it's a really interesting film. I, I It's a little bit sloppy, so I did, didn't give it a super high rating. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, story alone, I would have given it like a 4.5, 5 maybe, but okay. just the, the, uh, the editing is kind of sloppy. Acting is great. Uh, really, it's just a film that falls from its technical uh, aspects of it. But it's, it's a great movie regardless, and I highly suggest people check it out. That's called Beast. Um, really intriguing film. Where's that at? Uh, well, uh, let's, let me see if it is anywhere. I got it through DV, uh, Netflix DVDs. Mm. Um, unfortunately, Beast is a very popular movie name. So uh, apparently it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, I don't know go. if that means you have, you know, sometimes it says it's on Amazon Prime, but you have to yeah. subscribe to a channel. It might be one of those situations. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I highly suggest it. It's a really good movie. Legitimately, my only problems were some technical issues that were enough to drop it like a, a full star for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, it's a great film. Um, highly suggest it. Okay. Uh, then you and I watched Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, yeah, there is a true. video review of that on our YouTube channel for those who want to check out our thoughts. Uh, Angelina Jolie, fire watch lady. She watches mm-hmm. fires. Uh, kid on the run from assassins. Whole thing. You know, just an average Tuesday. Absolutely. For her, <laughs> any day of the week is just an average exactly. Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, you can check out our thoughts on our YouTube channel uh, where we did a full review Um 
with spoilers too, but we warn you when the spoilers come so you can skip ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you get a little uh, Smokey the Bear <laughs> interludes in there. That's, uh, I haven't watched it yet, so mm. I'm, I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah, sure. you, you know I like to put like some weird things oh, as the absolutely. interludes. And Smokey the Bear just felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched Monsters Ball, which we're going to get into in a minute. And oh, wow. was a slow week for both of us. Look yeah, very slow week for both of us. So only less than five minutes in, and we're already on to news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Glenn, do you have any news? Uh, I, I kind of do. Um, unfortunately, we can never escape the whole Zack Snyder thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God, they um, people just need to stop. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's gone to express uh, how Warner Brothers, you know, is not want his movie universe anymore like yeah. uh but it wasn't like a bad i don't I, I assume at least from reading it it didn't seem like a bad way he's just kind of saying he's like yeah they they kind of just you know are done with it and i don't blame them um i also understand that fans at also i mean they were already this far he might as well continue it you know yeah so i'm kind of i've kind of on the fence i mean i was i was so and so about uh the justice league snyder cut um Definitely, definitely a Snyder cut, not the Whedon cut. Um, but, yeah. you know, at this point, I would love to see Henry Cavill keep going. I would love to see Ben Affleck keep going because they, they make great, uh, like, they're great actors for those characters and such. Um, so he's he talked about that, and he also, <laughs> to really, I guess, you know, poke the fans in a direction to keep pressing for Justice League, he just uh, kind of revealed... Uh, Justice League's uh, John Stewart Green Lantern, um, like what it would have been. And uh, I guess it was originally meant to feature Wayne T. Carr as John Stewart. Uh, so we we would have had John Stewart uh, Green Lantern if you didn't know who John Stewart was. Um, um, which one is he? John Stewart is Green Lantern. He's the black one. Okay, I, I didn't want to say that. And just... Yeah, well, for, he's from he's from the animated series. Basically. Yeah, I, I I knew it's more or less what I should have said to the like I to the point where I thought that he was the only Green Lantern. Like, because I don't know what, uh, yeah, enough Hal, about the Hal lore. Jordan um, was like I guess the original Green Lantern. Yeah, when at least they as far as you know when, when they cast character. Ryan Reynolds, I was like, isn't the Green Lantern black though? Uh, yeah. And then people explained to me that there's more than one. It's kind of like a whole system kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I. I don't know names or anything, but he was the only Green Lantern that I was aware of uh, yeah. un- until the, the Ryan Reynolds one came about. In my um, opinion, definitely for the, you know a much better Green Lantern than you know the you know Hal Jordan. But you know, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Legitimately, when when I was, uh, I think that series was out when I was in like middle school, maybe early high school or something. I mm-hmm. I liked that series like. Not enough to like remember the names or anything, but the uh, Justice f- League series. No, the wasn't there a Green Lantern series? I feel like there's. I don't think so. Oh, maybe it was a Justice League series. Superman, Batman. I only caught maybe like ten episodes. I didn't watch a lot of it, but yeah. I I, rem- I remember uh, the Green Lantern in that series and mm-hmm. liking it a lot. Yeah, I think you might be thinking of Justice League. Justice yeah. League is a great animated series, um, but yeah. I, so you know, you can only imagine what. The fans are probably like, well, look at the Green Lantern. Come on, Warner Brothers. Come on, yeah. let, let him do it. Uh, we'll probably never stop hearing about this, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not I, exactly against it. I'm not saying that I'm against it, but also, you it's, know. The we've fans been are in, annoying about it. Like, Yeah, we've also been in this for so long yeah. that I'm just kind of ready to move on. Exactly. Just like, you know, the Fast and Furious and the Saw franchises. I'm just, mm-hmm. can we just stop? <laughs> 
please. It's like the law of diminishing returns. Like I used to really like Jennifer Lawrence, and then people wouldn't shut up about her, and now she, I mm-hmm. can't. Like she annoys me a little. She doesn't annoy me. People's reactions to her annoy me. It's it's uh, more and, it's more for me. Like we're having so many good independent movies again. Like they're starting to make good independent like superhero type. At least Warner Brothers like getting there. Yeah that I'm kind of ready for this to drop off and move on so we can have much better things. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'm I'm one person in many, so, you know, yeah. who knows? But uh, that's my news. Do uh, you have anything? Yeah, I have kind of a bombshell of news. Oh. Uh, so I don't know how much you know about this, Glenn, because I know you don't really follow the awards as much as I do. Mm-hmm. The Golden Globes are essentially on their last leg. Uh, so many stars are protesting them. Uh because of their lack of diversity and and uh, their their issues with racism, uh, mm-hmm. sexism, transphobia, homophobia, all that stuff, uh, and and uh, so much so that Tom Cruise, who never talks about politics, returned his Golden Globes in protest. He oh. he has won three Golden Globes uh, for Jerry Maguire, Magnolia, and I want to say Rain Man. I could be wrong. Uh, and I'm not going to look it up just for this, but he returned all three of his Golden Globes. Uh, NBC has straight up said that they're not going to air the Golden Globes next year until the Golden Globes get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gary Oldman, a quote from him coming out saying that it was a, a the, the Golden Globes was essentially a collection of 90 nobodies who were trying to uh, be, you know, Hollywood elite people. Yeah. So. I, for one, have never liked the Golden Globes. I thought they were always tacky and stupid. The mm-hmm. fact that they kept hiring Ricky Gervais as a host is just ludicrous to me, especially when he made it very clear he didn't want to do it. They just kept throwing money yeah, and at him. him tearing apart the show is more than anything was my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just like they obviously had no idea what they were doing. Uh, they don't – They have. They're, they have no – intention of changing and have just said what they need to say to get going and people are finally fed up with it Mm -hmm. and tom cruise returning his golden globes is a huge middle finger to golden globes absolutely Um, and i personally would not care if the hollywood foreign press association just dissolves completely and because they they're honestly like we don't need the golden globes and oscars Mm -hmm. we don't need the golden globes and emmys we already have big award things the golden globes were essentially just a warm-up a practice if you will for for those things and the fact that they have proven to be so unwilling to change throughout the years it's like it's uh, it's enough is enough we're yeah and now now we have to make room because the stonies are on the way the stonies are on the way uh we have been told that the stonies are indeed an award show Mm -hmm. um definitely more than two people definitely more than two people uh, we let everybody in. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Golden Globes, <laughs> if they go away, good riddance. I, it's a huge thing that Tom Cruise returned his Golden Globes, and I'm interested in see where this is going. Because right now, it looks it does not look good for the Golden Globes. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think I think more or less me personally. I think I've only really ever watched the Golden Globes to get ready for the Oscars or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I I haven't watched either of those and. To be honest, so long. I just kind of catch the news after, yeah. like the next day. I always watch the Oscars. I haven't watched the Golden Globes probably the last three or four years, mm-hmm. uh, especially this past year. Like for me, award ceremonies on Zoom are stupid. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was I was going to deal with the Oscars being on Zoom if mm-hmm. that were the case. Luckily, they had a small in-person ceremony. But like the Golden Globes being on Zoom, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that. I, I haven't dealt with it in the past two years. Why would I deal with it again? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully the dis- uh, dissolution of the Golden Globes. But we'll see. One day. And if they don't, <laughs> it's it's whatever. I I don't really yeah. care about them regardless. It's just you know a view that they're not getting from us still. But yeah, the, the Hollywood Foreign Press is a piece of shit organization, and we'll. Uh, hopefully see them fall apart Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right yeah that's all the news i got Uh, anything else to say before we jump in i think that's it honestly all right let's get into monsters ball i've been coming here for damn near 11 years and i'm tired only reason i'm here so you can say goodbye to your son lionsgate home entertainment proudly presents academy award winner billy bob thornton do you know what you did you should have done it Academy Award winner, Halle Berry. Hank! Who are you? My name is Letitia Musgrove. Me and Hank is, uh, friends. Peter Boyle. It's a time when they knew their place. Where you going? I met your daddy. Heath Ledger. You hate me. Yeah, I hate you. I always did. And Sean Combs. I've always believed that a portrait captures a person far better than a photograph. It truly takes a human being to really see a human being. <clears throat> Monsters Ball. After a family tragedy, a racist prison guard re-examines his attitudes while falling in love with the African-American wife of the last prisoner he executed. Mm-hmm. Directed by Mark Forster. Which, that name, I'm not going to lie, when I saw it on the, the beginning credits, it was blowing my mind for a little while. Because I've never seen the last name Forster. Like, maybe Forrester or something yeah, like not that. Forrester. Or Foster. So I'm like... Written by Milo Adika. Stop. Sorry, Adika. Will Rocco's. Stars Billy Bob Thornton, Holly Berry, Taylor Simpson. P. Diddy's in there, otherwise known as, you know... Sean the main Combs. man, Sean Combs. I don't think he likes being called P. Diddy anymore. Um, Heath Ledger, if I didn't say that already. Uh, Most Def is in there. Uh, and who is the dad? Now, Peter Boyle. He goes by Yasin Bay, Mo's deaf. Yeah. Just to give respect to his name, Yasin mm-hmm. Bay. And what were you saying? Peter Boyle? And Peter Boyle. Yeah. Uh, young Frankenstein, or Frankenstein himself, Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster in Young Frankenstein. Um, yeah, I, I, I j- literally just opened up Mark Forster's IMDb page. He has made a lot of movies that I really like. Uh, has he? Finding Neverland. Great film. Oh, yeah. Stranger Than Fiction, really good movie. The Kite Runner, fantastic movie. Quantum of Solace, maybe not the best Bond movie, but definitely has the most emotional ending of any Bond movie. Uh, so, like, like the ending of Quantum of Solace really stuck with me. Uh, Machine yeah, Gun- especially after coming out after Casino Royale, it's, like, yeah. not... Yeah, so like the fact that I definitely see how he did Quantum of Solace. Uh, Mm -hmm. Machine Gun Preacher is a good movie. Uh, World War Z. Uh, Christopher Robin, the best Winnie the Pooh movie to ever come out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Legitimately, I'm surprised that I'm just now learning his name because he's made a lot of movies that I really like. Yeah. Uh, That's Mark Forster. He's a German director. Um, But yeah, what is The Monster's Ball? Like, uh, so what I, ball is of the monster? I actually looked it up here. And uh, monster's ball is an old English term for a condemned man's last night on earth, is what uh, it says here. Okay. Um, so, 
Okay. Yeah, like it's definitely not this man's last night on Earth. Or is it? Let's get into the review, shall we? Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> So I picked this movie because I know it's been it's been around for obviously the last twenty years, and I've heard about it. I've yeah. heard you know uh, it mentioned in songs before and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, let's kind of. I, I heard Holly Berry and Billy Bob Thornton kind of have a scene in this. I'm not going to specify what it is, but there's a scene in more more than one. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, let's give this a chance. I know I saw you didn't see it, so I'm like, you know, I didn't see it. So like, it's not like we have this review platform or anything. We can both watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of that was like the uh, motion of going forward and going into it, and uh, you know, so we got into it, and it was really kind of rough in the beginning for me, um, because you know all these there's not all these people, but like it's uh, you got all these people who are just kind of pretty racist in yeah. the beginning, yeah, like a pretty much really racist, yeah. And it's it's very hard to listen to, uh, especially in this day and age, you know, um, that we live in in 2021. Um, so Billy Bob Thornton or Billy Bob Thornton's character is uh, pretty much racist, kind of a descendant of his father, father who uh, uh, Peter Boyle plays. Um, what was his name? Buck, Buck, and, Buck, Buck and Hank, Buck and Hank Grotkowski. Buck, Hank, and Sonny. <laughs> yeah, what what names? Um, so these guys, they're pretty racist, and like Hank gets it from his father, and then you know we'll talk about the journey there. But his son, <laughs> so his son Sonny which was a weird way to say that, doesn't see eye to eye with his father the way he does. He doesn't He doesn't have those racist tendencies or tendencies. I am losing my, my mouth today, I guess. Yeah, you're Just doing good. You're, you're going. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's he's showing, you know, in prison, they're, they're correction officers, or co- yeah, correction officers in prison, and, you know, you, you could see, you know, these little racist tendencies coming from uh, Hank, but not from Sonny. Like, uh, Sean, Sean Combs, <laughs> little Pete Diddy, uh, is in jail. He's on death row being, getting ready to be executed, and, like, Sonny's showing him compassion, and Billy Bob Thornton's character is just like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Sonny, just, Sonny's trying to be more like Tom Hanks in The Green Mile. Yeah. And uh, Hank is trying to be more like that uh, other guy in the Green Mile, uh, the uh, the apathetic one who got the job because of nepotism, um, whose name I can't remember. But it, 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 it's just, it's a, a really good, like, correlation, like black and white, uh, yin and yang. You see who, uh, the good in Sonny, contrasting against the bad in Hank mm-hmm. and when it all kind of boils over into Sonny killing himself it's just you it, at first at least you don't think that it's going to affect Hank at all because he's just like you yeah, know he's, he's very emotionless unless he wants to you know show anger towards yeah um, you know those he doesn't seem worthy I guess yeah um, and it, it's kind of weird because like you know, at first, it kind of feels like Hank is... No, he Hank is definitely racist in the beginning. I'm mm-hmm. not saying... What I'm about to say is not saying that he's not racist. But his racism kind of feels like, oh, this is how my dad acts. This is all I know. And then seeing, seeing how Sonny acts kind of makes him question things mm-hmm. um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a good way. And again, that's not to say that he was never racist. It's just... He he realizes that he doesn't have to be his father's, 
son yeah. personality wise obviously how how he's lived his whole life is you know be, like like you just said there's his father's son like he's following in his father's footsteps yeah and seeing Sonny uh kind of end his life and just you know stop his suffering there um kind of made him open his eyes you know not kind of definitely opened his eyes about the whole thing um and how he he sees things and how he'll go forward from there yeah and and i'm watching heath ledger die it's not not a great thing but i'm glad he died <laughs> so so we can get this perspective of uh, billy bob thornton's character growing up a little bit being yeah. a real person and not being a piece of poo poo caca yeah you know that he was <laughs> um and the 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 part of this that I really liked was seeing Billy Bob Thornton's character change, which obviously starts with uh, seeing uh, picking up um, Halle Berry and her son after her son was hit by a car, and seeing her mourn her son's death and everything, mm-hmm. and and kind of realizing like that's how one is supposed to act when their son dies, and uh, it. it the the one thing though I wish they they never really explicitly show Hank realizing he was wrong and acting the way he does it just kind of happens which is, you know it's fine that that that's the case but I think it would have been nice to see him say something to his dad rather than just putting him in a home yeah uh, and and at least have a conversation there between the two of just like. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be like you anymore or something yeah. like that. And that never happens. He just puts him in a home and he's like, yep, this is it. And just claps his hand and walk away from the scene. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yep, um, we're good. N- no, I, I know you mentioned the uh, the scene between Halle Berry and Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sex scene, if you will. <laughs> uh, I, for one, thought that that scene specifically ruined the movie for about 10 minutes it, it was just it felt so it, out of left field yeah felt um, like it was put in there strictly to sell tickets um, it's 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 crazy because like when people talk about like you know scenes like obviously this um you know you you think you're going into you're like okay this is going to be like an actual good scene but no it's usually just their prayer reminds me like yo i saw holly berry boobies and yeah. uh i saw you know i saw billy bob's chest hair and nipples it was crazy but like this, this scene. So Billy Bob and his tidy whities It it definitely drew away from the emotion. Of the it. emotion. The you know. First off, I had to turn my TV way down because I was it was like ten in the morning and all you hear is <laughs> that. I'm like, Ugh! so it just made it even more worse for my whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> but, I uh, I was when I started this film, I was holding my son, and mm-hmm. then I I took him upstairs so my wife could feed him. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after I resumed the film, that scene happened. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad I'm not holding him right now. Yeah. Uh, not, it, that, not that he would understand or even see what's going on. He's at an age where he can only see like 12 to 24 feet in front of his face. Mm-hmm. Or 24 feet, 24 inches in front of his face. Uh, that man's got vision. But just, just the, you know... <laughs> it doesn't feel right holding a baby while watching Absolutely not. And um, uh, like, it, it definitely felt how they went about the scene didn't feel right. You know, yeah. obviously she was grieving. So like, you know, that might happen she, for sure. Obviously you're grieving. You kind of don't want to, you know, feel that emotion anymore. So, you yeah. know, one thing leads to another, but it's kind of the way that it happened. It just didn't feel right. It feels mm. forced. Yeah. Like it feels like, it feels like a producer came up to them and said, Hey, 
you need to have a, a steamy, smutty sex scene mm-hmm. in this. And they're just like, I don't want to. Okay, well, you got it. Okay, well, I'll just throw it in this scene where it doesn't make sense, but okay. Yeah, and then it just, it went on for too long as well. It did. Like, obviously, they, you know, sex scenes in movies, usually they go like, it's either one, two, pump, jump, and or or just, you know, 30 minutes of gratuitous beauty, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, obviously that was sarcasm. But, um, yeah, this one, this one, it, it just went a little too long, like maybe, like, you know, three, four minutes. Too and then, long, too explicit, and, it, and too, uh, for lack of a better word, like, dirty. And I'm yeah, not saying, and like, it, sex. spliced with, like, a bird in a cage and, like, somebody reaching in for the cage, and I don't know what that was about. Uh, I think bird in hand might be a, a euphemism because oh, yeah. w- people always talk about like uh weird town town names in pennsylvania and bird in hand is always one mm-hmm. um so i'm thinking it is i'm gonna look that up right now but you can keep going <laughs> yeah i mean it, it definitely it felt it felt a little forced there um yeah and like this wasn't the only one i mean uh, sunny in the beginning had one as well that that was the one two pump that I was referring to. Like it goes like instantly from that to this, and then there's just a like a one later. It's not really a, that big of a sex scene, but he they just kind of do their little cunnilingus and just sit there and go, "That feel good." Yeah, that, that didn't hurt you, right? That felt good, right? It felt good, right? Yeah. Are you asking me? <laughs> huh. Did it feel good? No, no, it didn't. Thank oh, you. That's well in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the sex scenes in here could have could have used a little bit more, you know, work. It yeah. could have had them for sure. Like it's not like I'm against them, obviously, but you know, could have <laughs> worked on them in some sort yeah, of way. Especially since he was racist, because it it, yeah. it, it kind of cheapened what he was doing, mm-hmm. uh, which was trying to actively change. But like, if you get something in return for actively changing, then it's not really. It cheapens it, if you will. It's it's mm-hmm. it, it turns it into a conquest rather than him just doing the right thing and being a good person. Um, so yeah, when it turns sexual, it just completely ruined it for me for at least ten minutes. And then you know, once that died down a little bit and and it moved on, I was able to yeah, kind it started of to get back on its tracks. Yeah, there. Um, there was one thing. Because we moved a little bit too far past this, but I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Sean Combs is actually really good for his role in this movie. I yeah. was a little bit surprised. Um, yeah. Like I know he's been in some movies, but like uh, his role was, was actually really good. Like he it didn't overstay its welcome or anything like that. He didn't overdo any of his stuff. It was it was very nice between him and Heath Ledger, um, and Billy Bob Thornton's character. Um, so there was that, and then. The whole dynamic of how their Holly Berry and the the kid Tyrell are kind of grieving. Well, I don't know necessarily grieving, but like how they're coping with things. Um, like uh, Tyrell is eating candy. He's not in a good spot in his life, obviously. Yeah, I, f- I felt Was, that. <laughs> um, and he's just eating chocolate and he's gaining weight. And like at one point, um, you know, Holly Berry eventually tries to punish him in her own way because she's you know, not wired right right now. Mm-hmm. And then at that same moment, while he's eating, like, sneaking candy, uh, she's drinking alcohol. To, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, they're, they're both grieving in different manners there, uh, or coping 
whatever yeah, whatever you yeah, should yeah, say. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're, 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 they both have their vices to cope with, yes, with the you. loss. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and uh, you know, her alcoholism, for not forced her, but, like, caused her to become very abusive mm-hmm. and, and act out towards her son, which, you know, kind of added to her grieving at the end. Not, I, I, that's one thing I wish she did. Uh, you know, when she was grieving, she said I was a good mother. I wish she had called out her own abusiveness. Yeah. At that point, because at that point, it's just like, oh, I was a good mother. Oh, really? Well, in our eyes, 30 minutes ago, you were yeah, either that you or were just to have, have some, you know, counter with more scenes of them actually, you know. Yeah. Because most of the time, she's kind of yelling at them. I mean, understandable, yeah. you know, the father died, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, it not- would have there, there should have been like a few scenes where you know yeah they're laughing or they're having some sort of good time together yeah caring for each other in some sort of way in the same way it kind of also shows that she doesn't have the time for that because she's she's constantly working and still not making enough money to not get evicted or you know to be able to fix her car Mm. uh it, it really shows like how crappy the whole capitalism works yeah I really enjoyed the music in this. Uh, I thought it was, you know, very atmospheric. Um, Sorry, I was looking something up. Here. No, all good. I, I kind of just jumped into a different topic, but like the the especially in the opening and the ending, uh, with the opening credits and then leading up to the end credits, the music is just it, it's really on point for me, um, uh, and and really kind of builds this tone uh, where it it really kind of adds emotion to it um the uh the composer is is ash and spencer and uh yeah i would never heard of uh, ash and spencer before um i don't know if that's one person or two people on they have their they share an imdb page if that's the case yeah but, I'm, uh, not, I'm not sure i've never heard of them either i mean if you haven't i definitely haven't but yeah still. but i i really enjoyed the 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 score in this mm-hmm yeah, yeah, I, I kind of, I liked everybody's performances in this for sure. Yeah, um, the the kid um, was a little bit iffy, but you know, yeah. is when when you're trying to get such a specific body type for mm-hmm. a role, it's hard to find like the and right a kid one. Too, for and sure. a kid, yeah, and a kid. Um, but you know, he he did all right. Uh, like he was definitely the weakest, but he still did all right. Especially, pretty much my biggest problem was the scene when he was saying goodbye to his dad yeah um i felt like that was he, he seemed kind of a bit stupid uh, and mm-hmm. maybe they were going for that and but like it, it really felt more like his performance than it did the actual character yeah uh, but but you know uh, he he did a, a pretty good job after that mm-hmm. it's just that was the one thing that took me out of it yeah, I, I kind of, I obviously, you know, we all maybe wish this a little. I wish there was just a little bit more with Heath, but like his time didn't overstay or anything. I just wish there was like a little more, you know, some sort of emotion there, yeah. or just like, you know, uh, I I do and I don't want more. It's that's the thing I hated the most about. I think the most about this, um, but really, I mean, overall, this was a, a great movie. Uh, I've never seen anybody crave ice cream more than, you know, Forrest Gump, but here this man is, uh... Billy Bob Thornton? Billy Bob Thornton. And always here. with a plastic spoon. He um, loves, loves man, love man who, uh, likes some chocolate ice cream and some black coffee. Yeah. They, imagine going to a restaurant just for that, like, every day. 
<laughs> that freaks me out. You probably get diabetes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when in the ending, uh, you, it, it kind of leads you on this path where you know Billy Bob Thornton's character knows that her husband is Sean Combs, the last guy that he executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he never addresses it. Uh, and it, it kind of gets to the point where, like, you know, there's there's 10 minutes left in the movie and she still hasn't brought it up. And you're, you're just kind of wondering, like, does she know? Uh, and then it leads to this beautiful reveal where she didn't know. She finds the drawings of both Heath Ledger's character and Billy Bob Thornton's character, Hank and Sonny, uh, that her husband did that were, were sent back to him. And she kind of breaks down. And I was really thinking that was going to lead to her shooting him. Um, something for something sure. yeah because because there, there's so many movies like that where you know this betrayal happens and whether he meant for it to be a betrayal or not not being up front when you know that her uh her husband is the one the mm-hmm. last person that you executed um that is a betrayal on some kind withholding that information uh even if you don't intend it to be so when he comes back with the ice cream and she's like on the verge of tears. I'm just, I was just waiting for her to pull a gun on him. And the fact that it ends with them just kind of sitting on the porch, her seeing Sonny's grave, and then kind of understanding without him saying anything, the trauma he went through, and and the, uh, you know, kind of putting the timing through her head. Oh, uh, he drew this the, the night that he was killed. Uh, and then shortly after his son died. And then shortly after he left the corrections, like obviously whether she knows it or not, the uh, the execution of her husband had a severe impact on his family. Mm-hmm. And that was just a beautiful moment with no words, just them with her just understanding what he went through without him having to say it. And I, I really love that it was that and not the cliche. Oh, you lied to me. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, now, now that you said that, I like it a little more because I I didn't really like it that much when they were both kind of just sitting there, you know. Yeah, now, honestly, now that you explained it a little bit. Like I'm kind of a little happier for. I, I I don't wish they like did the bang 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 boom thing, but you know, I, I wish they would have took some sort of approach to at least saying like a word or two to each other. Yeah. But then again, you know, now that you explained it, I'm a little bit happier yeah, with it. I I, I I wanted them to say something too. But mm-hmm. that shot of her looking over at Sonny's grave for me said something. And then she 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 sees him when he holds the ice cream up to her face, sees that he didn't mean to fall in love with her. Like he was never trying to use her or anything. Mm-hmm. And her just understanding that and thinking I just imagine her thinking that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. And 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 just kind of being in the moment. And then he wraps it up with a we're going to be all right thing. She has like a slight smile on her face. I thought it was just a beautiful. I uh, it would have been completely ruined if she killed him. Yeah. Uh, but I I also wanted them to say something until the final like 30 seconds. And I was like, OK, that is actually a really perfect ending, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I also don't necessarily think killing him would have justified anything. So that would have been oh, like, the no. worst thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But there's so many movies that end with that because yeah. people just want action. Uh, 
Some I, sort of interaction would have been would have been good. Yeah, but I, also I, what we got was definitely ju- just as good for sure. Yeah, I, I I think I for me the silence speaks volumes, but oh. I can understand wanting a verbal confirmation. But I I, I really like the way they did it. Would have been interesting to see what she had to say, but I think it was perfect the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to say, but I really don't know. I kind of that's really all I had, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're good, we can jump into the judgment. Let's jump into the judgment. Though. All right, as always, it has to be a mutual consensus for this. Thing. That's not the word I you normally say. I just can't think. Unanimous decision. There, there we go. go. <laughs> uh, for this to become a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden Glenjamin Button, this was your pick, so you go first. Does Monster's Ball make it onto the KFR shelf? Um, so I've been kind of like struggling with this all morning because mm-hmm. um, I, I watched it this morning, obviously. Um, on how I want to go about it, I don't necessarily know. I liked the performances and everything, there's some things that kind of took me out of it. I don't know necessarily that I'll ever see it again. Um, it's but, a bleak uh, movie, so like yeah, so like you have to be a masochist to to want to watch it. Yeah, again. it's it's actually oh yeah. Here's the and here's the review that I saw on Letterbox that I absolutely found hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, solves racism by aggressively banging the devil out of Holly Berry while everyone around them dies horrific deaths. What an upbeat treat. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did like this movie a lot. I don't necessarily think I want to put it on the shelf. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are mm -hmm. on seeing maybe if you could sway me or maybe you feel the same way. I'm not sure. I feel like... You take out the sex, you take out the romantic relationship altogether, and it's just a platonic friendship, mm-hmm. and it is a significantly better film. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, am curious who she was up against for her... For Oscar, for uh, the Oscars. Oscar. Um, but for me, the, the romantic relationship of it all really ruins it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, but, but at the same time, I know this was made 20 years ago, and, yeah. uh, you know... <laughs> People were dumber back then. She was up against Judy Dench and Irish, Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge, Renee Zellweger, Bridget Jones Diary, and Sissy Spacek for In the Bedroom. Hmm. Um, I have seen one of those movies, which is Moulin Rouge, and I really like Nicole Kidman in that, but uh, I do think she was better than Nicole Kidman yeah. in this film. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, that's the, the, the sexualization of her character just kind of ruins it for me. Mm-hmm. It's a really solid film. If I could, if I could export the last, like the the beginning twenty minutes and the last twenty minutes, yeah, and then maybe a little bit in the middle where it just feels like a platonic relationship, mm-hmm. I would say yes. But I think the sex scene really kind of takes it ruins out for me. It. Yeah, the one that everyone loves, we are not a fans of. Kind of ruins it for it. Well, yeah, it's because it's it's the people who love it like it because it's sexy, not because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, not because uh, it adds anything to the story. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I'm going to put it on the on the shelf. Yeah. I think it's a good movie overall. I just I'm, I wasn't that crazy about it that I, yeah. I wanted on. Legitimately, there are two movies uh, where, like, if I could package up the last 10 minutes and and burn that onto a dvd i would Mm -hmm. the first one is um 
uh, fuck, what's it's a movie with Paul Bettany where he plays an angel. Um, uh, Legion. Legion. The last ten minutes of Legion are really good, but the rest of it sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, th- this is obviously way better than Legion. Yeah. <laughs> but the last the last fifteen to twenty minutes are incredible for me, and then the rest of the movie is pretty good, and then the sex scene just ruins it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Monsters Ball does not make it onto the KFR shelf, unfortunately, but it's still a really good movie. Highly suggest people check it out, uh, but just not good enough to uh, put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings us to plugs. Glenn, since it's your week, what is your plug? Yes. All right. So I have uh, very recently just spoken to you about this. Uh, I have a buddy. I don't know how many of you care about uh, Twitch or video games and everything like that, but uh, if you are into Twitch, uh, there's... Uh, a huge uh, Grand Theft Auto server, like for roleplay strictly, um, that is called NoPixel. And my man actually just got onto NoPixel, which is a pretty big deal for him, for me as his friend. I try to help him with a bunch of ideas for his characters and stuff like that. It's a really fun time uh, kind of producing some stuff for him and then him executing them onto the server. Because, like, thousands and thousands of thousands of people. Uh, see this stuff like all the time so it's really cool to, to work with this man and to see mm-hmm. uh, all the stuff he can he can kind of flush out here cool sorry flush out here and uh his twitch page is called slurpy cup on on twitch uh and there you go watch him pull out some great characters like victor lapadite who is a french medic and his whole family has been in a french medical field um and his other uh, character, Cedric Brown, who is Cleveland Brown's brother from <laughs> Family Guy. This is Victor walking with a pirate with two eye patches, looking for some booty. Never mind, no worries. Don't worry about it. This is not their problem. Uh, okay, just follow the sound of my voice. I will take you down here to the pier. Yeah. Do you smell the uh, seaweed and the clams and the air? No, the sea. Ah, uh, I do. Yes, you hear the sounds as the ocean waves crashing up on this shore, no? It's a sound so beautiful. Ah, uh, yes, 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 it sure does. Trying to sound like you, yar. Oh, uh, thank you, sir. Who's <laughs> this railing here? Should I- In this one, his character Cedric is having a conversation with Tupac looking for a character named Lou Griffin. No, it's my name, Cleveland. Does he ever talk about somebody named Cedric? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So, uh,. A long time ago, yes, he said he, he had a brother or something like that named Cedric. I don't know. Uh, I just thought he was a loser, you know. Just thought he was a terrible person. Hold on, he you said, ain't talking about me, motherfucker. I'll suck your yes, toenails yes, off. Are you a bitch? You are you with your football-headed ass? Look at you. You look like Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold's stepson. All right. That's funny. Uh, cool. Yeah. So that is your plug. My plug mm-hmm. for this week. A little self-promotion, and, but also uh, a little extra on top of that, a little pepper on top of that, if you will. Uh, so we recorded some videos yesterday. Uh, all of them will be out by the time that this is released. Uh, mm-hmm. Three trailer reactions and a review for those who wish me dead, as I spoke earlier. One of the trailer reactions is my specific plug. It is the Green Knight trailer reaction by our, yours truly, KFR, Keystone Film Review. Uh you know, since we started doing trailer reactions, they've pretty much all been Marvel or Star Wars or yeah. in some franchise. This is like the first real independent trailer we've done, at least since we stopped doing like five 
10, 15 videos a week. Yeah, it's also um, very hard to do when, you know, no movie trailers other than those ones are really coming out. Yeah, yeah, they weren't coming out. So The Green Knight was my most anticipated movie of last year. Uh, obviously, it did not come out last year. So they were A24 released a new trailer uh, this past week where we did a reaction to it. Uh, you can see how excited I get. Uh, but on top of that, also, it's kind of hilarious that, if I'm honest, that reaction video is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're just beating the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, on top of that, the trailer, the song in the trailer is fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is my little pepper on top of that plug. The song um, Lapse by Black Math is the song in the Green Knight trailer, and it is a dope-ass song. So I highly suggest people check that out. Uh, the green trail, the green trailer, the green night trailer reaction by Keystone Film Review. Yours truly, mm. and the Black Math Laps, the song from that trailer. So good, you're gonna enjoy. So good. You're gonna enjoy those, and uh, yeah, those are my plugs. Uh, so those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to streaming roulette. I almost said Netflix again. I had to stop myself. Somebody to slap your wrist. How yeah. dare you? Uh, so uh, for those of you who aren't aware, I'm sure everyone's aware at this point. The way streaming roulette works is we spin the wheel three times, and uh, totally real, totally real, totally real wheel. And uh, it, it selects from the various streaming platforms that we subscribe to three movies, and then we pick which of those three movies we would rather watch. Mm -hmm. So without any further ado, here comes the first spin. <gasps> Atomic Eden. Oh, also, it has to be at least a year old. Mm -hmm. 2015. Atomic Eden is 2015, yeah. Uh, so Atomic Eden, directed by Nico Setner, uh, written by Nico Setner, uh, starring Fred Williamson, Mike Mueller, uh, Hazuki Kato, and Everett Ray Aponte. Atomic Eden, trapped inside an old mining complex somewhere in the ruins of Chernobyl, a group of international mercenaries must band together to fight an army of madmen. Eight against 800. They just couldn't lose. Interesting. <laughs> this seems like a really cheesy action movie. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to be on Prime. Oh, it says to rent. Should we do it since it says to uh, rent? It's, on, it's free on Tubi. Oh, free on Tubi. Okay. So that's going to be free on Tubi, uh, probably with ads, if we're honest. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's free. Uh, so that is Atomic Eden. Uh, our second spin. Here we go. <gasps> oh, my God. Tentacle 8. Streaming Roulette is punishing yeah, us. This. 2014. 2014. Uh, it is directed by John Chi, written by John Chi, starring Brett Rickaby, Amy Mota, Joshua Morrow, and Bruce Gray. It is a mysterious NSA analyst. Ray Barry becomes entangled in top-secret investigation after a malicious computer virus crashes the U.S. intelligence community networks. And then it continues on from there. It does not need to be watched uh that looks like it is also on tubi uh let's see if it's anywhere else uh nope so tubi we have two tubi movies two tubies uh and honestly that is i'm not excited for either of them but we'll see so come on film gods Glenn, <laughs> pray with me our fathers who are in cinema our fathers who are in cinema 
<laughs> Hallowed be thy name. Here comes spin number three. <laughs> Why she cries. Oh my goodness. Why she cries. Again. 2000. Oh boy. This one's on Pluto TV. Apple Prime Video. <sighs> Voodoo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so t- it's written by Tony D. White, write- written by E. Janine White, uh, starring James Black, Dustin Doan, Amanda Garrett, and Whitney Hicks, no relation. It uh, is about two sisters are trying to repair their relationship while one keeps a stark secret from the other. Oh my God. I don't think there is a God. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of hyped for Atomic Den. Or uh, Eden. Atomic Eden? (laughs) It just sounds so stupid and I want to watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Together, they must fight an army of madmen. If it's war that he wants, it's war he's going to get. Who are these guys? Eight against 800. They... Just couldn't lose. American black exploitation legend Fred Williamson. German martial arts sensation Mike Muller. In Nico Sentner's Atomic Eden. I mean, unless we're going to spin it a third time. I'm not excited for Atomic Eden, but out of those, I'm most atomic for yeah. Atomic Eden. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you want to do you want to spin for your fresh mind and see how <laughs> mad you get? I I want to see this. Why don't you a really good one too? Okay, spin. But we're number, stuck with these three. Spin number four, which is not counting at all. Oh, hold on. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's a higher rating. Motown Mafia: The Story of Eddie Jackson and Courtney. You know, every now and then, I'm gonna put in a little secret. Every now and then, when I'm getting tired of the picks that Streaming Roulette gives, I make it so the IMDb score has to be at least 6.5. <laughs> I wish I had done that this week. But anyway, yeah. we're watching Atomic Eden. Uh, you can check that out on Tubi. Um, God damn. <laughs> watch us. That's the thing. Watch us love this one. It's going to be so bad that we actually like it. I, I, I hope it's so bad that I like it. Yeah. But anyway, Atomic Eden, that is going to be available on Tubi. That is our pick for next week. For anyone who actually watches the movies with us, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> there is no God, apparently. Nope. And he does not, because he does not exist, he does not want us to He's watch He's definitely movies. trying to cancel the Stonies. Trying to cancel the Stonies. So, Atomic Eden on Tubi. That is our pick for next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our <laughs> website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review, where you can check out all of our videos that we've been making. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we fight 800 madmen in the mines of Chernobyl. <laughs> Rawr! <laughs>